welcome to Panda Strong Podcast, people. We interview the world's top amateur to pro female strength athletes to compete and train for strength sports. I am your host, Thick Stephanie, fantastic dancer. You can find my dance and fitness challenges and tutorials on YT, IG, TikTok, and YouTube. Just make sure you hit the follow and subscribe button to tune into my channel and make sure you're careful about where you are when you're watching my videos because there's a lot of twerking and shaking and jiggles all over the place. And if people around you ain't prepared for that, I'm not liable, all right, just so you know. So like I said, if you wanna help with your dance, your fitness goals, you can comment on my videos or you can slide to those DMs and I will assist you with those goals, but do not be weird. For all the men out there, I know I'm sexy, but taken and I got kids. You don't need that drama in your life. All right. Okay. So in today's episode, we will be talking about keeping fit hacks for the winter. We have the most amazing, incredible, popular, fantastic, gorgeous, blonde, superpower, superwoman, <laughs> the one and the only Sandra Bradley. And uh, she is a strong man, strong woman. Why can't we change the name of that? It's Honestly, weird, right? Yeah, we should change it. I'm just saying, I hate every time it comes out of my mouth. I'm like, she's not a man. She's a strong woman. Anyways, <laughs> and you can find her on IG at uh, Sandra Bradley underscore. Just my name with an underscore. She didn't just put some simple. weird letters. She didn't no, put just some, simple. <laughs> some pet name or some no. on the DL, <laughs> only fans. <laughs> description. And you can find her on Facebook and her website at Sandra uh, Bradley. Oh, oh. Yeah, everything's Sandra Bradley. Just type in Sandra Bradley and you'll yes, find me. Make easy for you. Like, if you can't find it, I don't know, man. Maybe you're not even you should be off the internet at this point. Probably. <laughs> so, anyways, you are a strong woman. You are Germany's strongest woman, which is insane. I don't think some folks know how strong it be. I interviewed Kiki last week. You know, Kiki, she's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. So they're pulling ships and planes. And, uh, <laughs> and I love her. Kiki is awesome. I love Kiki. You know what they should have at every feminist protest is they should just have one of us there just pulling things, lifting yeah. things, pushing things. <laughs> you know I mean? That would be awesome. What if they have that at a women's event? They always have a woman talking about business. It's like, can we also have a woman lifting something heavy? That would be, that's my request. We need, that needs to be our mission from this podcast. Yeah. All of you, you know, make a change. I need a feminist sticker put right here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Arnold's classic amateur world champion, 2018, 82 kg. Uh, Arnold classic pro fourth, 2019. World's strongest woman, third and second, 2018 and 19 at 82 kg. She's owner of SB Strength and Performance and is a strength coach for over a decade. Whenever I hear the word decade, I always think like a hundred years. It just makes me feel so old. <laughs> it's weird, right? Like how how am I already this long in the sport? Like I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm realizing, okay, I might be getting old now. Yeah, yeah. I try not to think about my age because it traumatizes me. You know, I just keep using face creams and makeup. But when I have to think that I have to start being a more adulty, like, when I'm like, oh my God, I'll be 40 at some point. I'm like, no, what I don't think hell? we have to be adulty. Like, you know, we're only as old as like we are on the inside. And I think Kiki, uh, you talked to her last week. She's a yeah. great example. Like she is yeah. as young as it gets and she's over 50. Like she's amazing. Yeah, I know. I love her. She's so sweet, but she's so fun and playful and so funny because uh, she forgot about the fitness challenge. I'm like, Kiki, you need to do the fitness challenge. And she's like, oh yeah. 
And she's like, but I'm relaxing on the couch and I'm chilling with my, I'm like, get up. <laughs> and so she did, she got up and she went to her gym, like, and pushed a tr like a car or van or whatever it was. And she was tired. And I'm like, see that right there, you know, that was amazing. <laughs> Most people are like, no, I'm already home. I'm already eating my Cheetos. She's like, okay, I got this. I'll be back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who are you? Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, just my age, just being danced for so long. It's just like, some, I always like get younger people to do the things like in my head that I can physically no longer do. <laughs> They're like, you know stuff. I'm like, I know, I've just had babies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there was a time when I was cute. I'm still cute, but you know, I was mega cute. You know, yeah. I could trap pose <laughs> with my hair. Um, <laughs> now it's in a bun for safekeeping. You know, if needed, I'll take it out. Well, bye. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, do what you got. Oh, if you hear anything in the background, there's like a storm coming right now. So if you hear oh, anything, everything is fine. It's just a little thunder in the background, maybe. Thunder, that song, that rock song in light. Thunder. I only know that because my husband's into rock and roll. We need that as your song right now. That should be your power song. You walk in the copter, no, no, no. You know, it has like that rock yeah. song. I had a song from Queen at the WS show um yeah but acdc is also good yes see that needs to be song just saying if you do you need to record it and send it to me so i could post it <laughs> that's so great so on the topic of strongman let's mm -hmm. go to the way back the beginning of the decade what got you into strongman and obviously training as a strength athlete before you, mm -hmm. you know became a gym owner what what was that process how did that look like mm -hmm. um back then like when i was 16 um a little background in germany you are not allowed to join a gym until you're 16 so i did what? that and i trained i i went there to train for the police academy test um, which I actually passed and I've been a police officer for the past 12 years as well, but what now did, I'm like, you, you didn't tell me that. No, but then now like, and I, I did, I did coaching and being an athlete, I did that on the side as a side business. And now I switched to do that full time. And, um, I was also a trainer at the police Academy for the past seven years. And I just switched doing coaching full time now. Um, so, and that's where I found the law for like strength sports. And back then in Germany, we had the old reruns of world's strongest man on TV. Um, and I've always seen that. And I was like, wow, that's so awesome. Like they're pulling these trucks and lifting these stones. And it, I would want to do that. And I was just dreaming of that. Like that was, this would be so cool if I could do that as a woman, but I never imagined yeah. I could ever do that. Yeah. And then by accident, um, I did a CrossFit trainer seminar and I got to meet the back then Germany's strongest woman. And at that time, we didn't have any competitions for women in Germany. And she mm -hmm. hosted the first competition for women. And mm -hmm. I took part and that the rest of the story, like that was 2012, I think uh, wow. I did the first strong woman competition. And uh, then I saw, wow, like there's actually a sport for us. And that's mm -hmm. the first time I did it. And I've never stopped since then. It's really amazing, actually. Like, um, I, I went to school for policing as well. Um, and I was trying to figure out this whole time. And I was looking at your eyes. I was like, there's something in there, you know? And there's something about becoming a cop or a training, like military cop, anything that's really intense with your head um, that changes your eyes. Like, it just changes you, your soul. Like, you can never go back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you're a different human. So, I mean, obviously, even policing has transformed a lot over the past 10 years. And you've obviously seen that, you know, being a police officer in training. So, I mean, the stuff that you pursued is not typically, you know, what would be a, a female oriented career, right? Where you're, you're surrounded by a lot of men, right? Mm -hmm. And the start of 16 is pretty young. So 
how did you how did you have the courage and the strength to kind of get into that did you have a family around you that was really supportive like that or friends what what gave you that drive and that bravery to pursue all of that Mm-hmm. My dad was always a big driving factor. My dad always told me that I should be, I was always more of this, this girl that liked the boy stuff, if I would call it. Like I hate mm-hmm. to assign a gender to certain hobbies, but I was always the girl that I wanted to build castles and I wanted to uh, play like um, schnitzen, like carve, carve stuff out of wood and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Play, with, play with Lego and stuff. That's what, that was always what I wanted to do. And my dad always gave me the strength to say like you are who you are and you should go yeah. out and do what you mm-hmm. like to do and don't let anyone else tell you that you should play more with dolls if, if that's not what you want to do and I've yeah. always had a strong sense of for justice like I always wanted to help people um mm-hmm. and I always wanted to yeah bring more justice or like fairness into the world so mm-hmm. becoming a cop was I would I either wanted to study medicine or veterinarian medicine or yeah. become a cop um, and when I finished school, um, I just chose to be a cop and that's what mm-hmm. I pursued. And my dad was always like the driving factor behind me and gave him the strength. I think that was uh, a huge factor in my, in my teenage years. Well, that's what I always say is like, because people always want to say like societal norms when you talk about like gender roles and, and careers. But I think what the primary influence in my opinion is now that I'm a parent is your parents. And for me, I was exactly the same way as a kid, but you know, the, the, the being a female thing was really shoved down my throat. Like even at 13, the popular girls in school would always be like, you know, if you just did your hair and you just wore makeup, you did this, then you'd be popular like us. And you know, you're us, but you're, you're, you're gotta be less boyish. Right. And my, my family influence wasn't positive. Right. So it wasn't, um, you it wasn't embraced. Like when I wanted to go to school, become police officer, like, oh, you want to work with uh, wife beaters? What kind of person are you? all cops are dicks, you know, so everything was really negative. Oh, you want to join the military? Ah, oh, you know, like you're, you're not mm-hmm. tough enough for that. So it was, there's always this like negative vibe and it's those are the, like the being a leader and being a business owner, those things make me happy. There's something I'm naturally good at when I try to force myself into these like super hyper female images. Like it makes me very unhappy. Like I, you know, still like to do feminine things, but you know, I don't like, like you, I don't think that, um, it's gender specific, right? It yeah. doesn't undermine my ability as uh, as a wife or as a as a mom or as exactly. a sister and, or a friend, yeah. you know. But it, and we're it, it we're all humans. Like yeah. yeah, totally. We're all humans, and I think I think it's also something <laughs> that our society created is this gender binary that it's either mm-hmm. this or that. It's either like zeros or ones. It's either male or female, um, mm-hmm. and that hasn't existed before colonialism and our like modern way of thinking, our modern way yeah. of society is that who decided that like our society decided this is female and this is male and there's this just gender divide and I think that all of us are like especially kids would be way happier if they're just free to do whatever they want to do and just develop in a free way without having any influence from parents or grandparents telling them like no you can't do that because you're a female no yeah like I try to get my son to do any activity I think is a life skill. So whether it's like him building, like I'm going to finish them today, building garden plots from my backyard, because I want him to learn about healthy food and about like all the skills that come with teaching a kid how to garden. Um, and then, you know, we cook and we bake together sometimes. And if he doesn't want to do it, I don't force him. I don't yell at him. You know, if he wants to do more of the baking, I want to be like, oh, that's too girly. It's so funny because um, I've had to reprimand different people in um, like my, my, his dad's side of the family where they would say things like, oh, you can't do yoga. That's for girls. You're hurt. You're nuts. And I'm like, 
have you ever heard of male gymnasts? Like, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's so frustrating because even as a mom to this day, I, I have to fight for my kids in that way. Like, even mm -hmm. when it comes to my son, just being wild and free and athletic, it's like, he falls off a bike and people are like, Oh, he got hurt. And I'm like, he's fine. He didn't spray anything. He didn't break anything. Bruce cut himself. He fell, he cried, you know, it's just, there's this, um, it's like trying to dumb down people. It's like, you know, I think people should learn about, you know, financial management, business, you know, how to build, how to hunt, how to do anything that's life skill orientated, regardless of their gender and whatever they're good at and whatever they like, they should pursue full stop mm -hmm. period. Because, yes. you know, they've done the scientific research and regardless of how you try to influence a kid, no matter what, genetically who they are inside, what they're naturally gifted to that is what they're going to end up ultimately pursuing. And if they don't, they're going to be super miserable. We know this, you know, so it's like square peg, round hole, that expression, right? It's like, be who you are, you know, and don't be ashamed of it. But um, like, that's when my life started to become more positive and changed when I embraced those characteristics about myself instead of constantly feeling ashamed or trying to, you know, get it out of me. You know what I mean? Like yes. I said to my mom, I'm like, I'm not you. Okay. I can't fucking bake to save my life. I really can't. And I'm like, I'm not Martha Stewart. Okay. And it gives me anxiety and panic attacks and stress and makes me want to blow my brains out. That's not who I am. I like doing for fun, but don't ask me to make no three tier wedding cake. Cause it'll just turn out like shit. And not like, you know, like I can read a recipe, but it's not me, you know? Um, so yeah, anyways, I'm just saying like, you know, I think you having a positive influence on your, you know, your, from your dad obviously made a huge difference in your career path, right? And everything yeah. you've accomplished. Yeah, definitely. Like society was a different thing. Like other kids, kids are mean, like kids are so mean. And mm -hmm. that, that cost me more to be pushed into this kind of like also gender binary. Like I, I always mm -hmm. identified more as neither female nor male I just wanted to do what I wanted to do but then I got told from the boys like oh you're just this friend type or from the girls like oh you're not female enough you can't play with us and then the boys yep. didn't want to play with me because it was a girl but then get being a teenager boys didn't want to date me because I was like this friend's type and I'm just like the buddy and so yeah. I then pushed into this I thought I couldn't be I wasn't allowed to be female then because I was like well I I guess I'm not like the other women so I I, I started mm -hmm. to hide myself I started to dress more boyish and I was afraid to actually be feminine because I was always told I couldn't be feminine mm -hmm. and that that took me so long and that took me until like my late 20s to actually realize I can be both because gender is not binary it's like I can I can have I can be a strong uh independent woman that knows what she wants to do and mm -hmm. that is assertive in her life and I can wear dresses if I want to and I can put on makeup if yep. I want to but yep. I can also uh go down and you know go hunt or uh, cut down trees in the forest with a chainsaw and I can yeah. do both and lift heavy yeah. things Totally. And that's what the best part for me was having boys. Like, I feel like, it, you know, for God, it was a blessing. I didn't have girls because now I'm able to embrace those characteristics about myself. Cause my boys are boys, boys, you know what I mean? Like I can't even keep up with their energy. I'm like, they go to the park four times a day and they're still like, woo, you know, I gotta give my kid melatonin at nighttime to get him to sleep gummies. Like, otherwise he's like midnight and he's like, party, you know, and like, you know, he's falling down. He's still at the party. And I'm like, no, I gotta work out, go to bed. Um, but anyways, it's like, helped me embrace that side of me and find that imbalance as a woman and as a mother, because I had to let go of all that shit. Like it was fucking me up hard as a mom, like psychologically I had really bad, it wasn't postpartum depression, but I had to release like all these 
ridiculous expectations that were on me. And same for even my spouse. Like I work out, eat healthy, but you know, I don't, I don't take responsibility in the sense if somebody wants to go and cheat or they want to leave you or whatever, whatever, um, based on your looks bye, bye bitch, you know, cause then they're, they're shitty human. You know, it's also like this expectation of as a mom, it's like, you have to make so much money and then do all the shit at home and watch the kids. Like, it's just ridiculous. And I just call mm-hmm. bullshit. I just call yeah. bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit. And I'm and not, and especially, yeah. And especially having boys, like you're a role model to them for showing them what a woman can also be, that a woman does not mm-hmm. just have to fit in, they, that you don't just have to fit in this mom role that people mm-hmm. expect of you, but that you're, can be so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what they're going to see in you mm-hmm. is the, the women mm-hmm. that they're going to look up to in the future, going to date, or, you know, their daughters, like if they have family, that's, you yeah. know, you, yeah. And so that's, that's something that we should all aspire to just inspire the next generation. Totally. I don't want my son to grow up to be, um, closed-minded and negative towards women in any way right or abusive and I want him to treat people humans period with respect and you know be a law-abiding citizen right and whatever he chooses as a career just to to do something with this life that adds value to society and other people period you know I don't care if he has the top grades I don't care if he's the most muscular kid right like just be a good person take care of yourself and take care of your responsibilities and any anyone else that you have to take care of like if you have kids or like your wife or whatever right or whoever right just just don't be a dick, you know, male or female. And if I had a girl, the same thing too. She sassed me like I sassed my mama. I'd be like, girl, I invented sass. So, you know, <laughs> you can try, but I will sass you back and I'll make you press. So don't go there. Don't go there, honey. Don't go there. <laughs> but um, like my, my point is, is like when I tried to, same as you, I wore baggy clothes and then I tried to fit into this like hyper female role and I still got criticized, you know, oh, you're slutty you're just skanky, put those boobs away, you know? And it's like, you know what? There's always going to be some shit said. So at the end of the day, just do what makes you happy, you know, mm-hmm. full stop. Yeah. Somebody will always have to say something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I just don't give a fuck. Cause that's how you should. That's how we find happiness though. Trying to please people will always make you miserable. That's yeah. the one thing I learned in life, you know? Yeah. That's the one thing I'm excited about with getting older is yeah. I just want to get older and be this old, cool <laughs> ass granny that doesn't yeah. give a shit about anyone, what anyone is saying. Like on, on a motorcycle drive around, like Medea is my favorite thing. Cause she's just like the way she gives people shit, like in some of her movies, you know what I mean? When they like come up to her house and they try to sass her and she's like, I was a stripper. I went to jail. I will fuck you up. I'm a straight gangster. So um, on that topic of years and aging, what are some of the things that you have learned over the years training male and female athletes at different levels? Um, what do you mean, like with aging? Can you? I'm sorry, I just didn't understand no, the question. No, I just right. meant like we're on the topic of like you know you've been obviously doing this for ten years, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying in that time you've obviously because when you're training someone, you have a lot of personal conversations, right? Mm-hmm. And so right yeah. now we're talking about how. Um, uh, right now there's a move in strongman and in sports and strength sports to kind of remove gender identity and just mm. merit what you bring to the sport. So yeah. on the topic of you training strongman and strength athletes, male and female, different ages for the past 10 years, like what are some of the things that you've learned or experienced working with them on the subject? 
For me, the most important thing is to, uh, first of all, I always strive for a longer coach and athlete relationship because mm -hmm. I, there is no quick fix in, in, in strength sports at all, yeah. because it's, mm -hmm. I always say it's a marathon and not a sprint and you have to be in it for the long run because not a 12 week program or a six week body change program is going to give you the results that you want, but long, consistent work over a long period of time. And then it's also okay to have time frames where you maybe are not as a hard worker and you're not as motivated but you still do the daily work that you need to do because the overall game is the thing that we should strive for and the mm -hmm. ultimate goal of each and every one of us it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete and you're trying to make money with it and and you're earning the prize money but the end goal is to be able when we're old to get our groceries home to be able to stand up from the couch mm -hmm. and to be self-sufficient yeah. when we're old so my main perspective or like my my main objective with my athletes is to give them the autonomy uh to not like just give them a training program but working together with them and making them understand why they're doing stuff and for what they're doing it um so they have the tools in their toolbox in their later life because if I do my work right as a coach, I am self-eliminating. If I do my work right, then after a certain amount of time, the athlete should not need me anymore. If the athlete still totally. wants to book me because I'm doing their programming, that's totally fine. I will do the programming. But there's so much more than programming to coaching um, because coaching to me is more and more a teacher than just writing someone a training program. I want to equip the athlete and I want to set them up for success way yeah. later in life, way yeah. past their athletic yeah. career. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's, that's the main thing for me working together with people. What I have found like working people over the years too, cause I've been a long time like you is that like they jump from program to program cause they want a quick fix. And unfortunately mm -hmm. there's a lot of unintegrous trainers and I don't care if I'm throwing shade cause it's a fact. The fitness center usually a lot of time, not all the time. It's a really popular trainers on YouTube. Right. And those like social media platforms that have crazy followers and they sell these like ridiculous you know programs for high value so people are like oh they're popular it's a expensive program it must be good but the thing is like yeah you can virtual coach and, and coach well especially now with all the technology well that we have but it is a relationship and like weight loss is great but in the day like the focus is long-term health and like when you have a longer set goal for people and it's like, hey, by 2018, I want to accomplish this or 2000. And it's like based on years and then smaller milestones within that, then you can train specific, train them specifically according to that and not just ignoring smaller problems like in deficits and strength or, or injuries or mobility issues, whatever, right? Because anybody can make someone lose 10 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got this client that I'm working with. I'll be training her today. And, you know, she knows that me training her once a week for an hour is not going to make, she doesn't need to lose weight, but it's not going to make any significant impact. The point is, is I'm teaching her form. I'm teaching her how to move her body safely to get down to squat because she has a few C4, C5, for example. So I'm teaching her how to move her body from a dance perspective that's fluid, that's balanced, that's strong. So we do like, um, we do yoga movements. We do um, like some kind of mixed Pilates with barbell. It's hard to explain it, but if I showed you, you'd understand, but it's just really customized around her, right? And the focus is, is like, at the end of the eight weeks with me, I'm showing you what you can do at home. I'm showing you how you can maintain this because you have a busy schedule and, you know, she just, she can't commit to the gym right now. She's a single mom. I said, this is all stuff you can do from home, but you're going to hurt yourself if you try to figure this out on your own. So I'm going to show you what to do and I'm going to give you this. And then you can check in with me. We can do virtual 
we can move on from there. But my point is, is like, I, I never, ever focus on weight loss with people. And people think that's like, because of my weight. And I'm like, no, because there's so much underneath all of that. You know what I mean? And I focus about like the human soul, their mind. And um, like I said, injuries and experiences and trauma and just getting them a proper basic fitness knowledge on the different things that apply to them, right? Versus just now do a lunge and now do this in a boot mm-hmm. camp. Those a lot of boot camp people flop, right? Like the yeah. boot camp and then they their life goes to shit and then they yeah. do another boot camp because and I'm it's like, not maintainable afterwards. Yeah, it's not maintainable afterwards. You need to no. find you need to find a good way to make the program work for the athlete. They can implement it for a long term in yeah. their daily life, and it doesn't work if we just give them some random program that is tailored to everyone out there that, that won't fit because then this person is just going to fall off the wagon and they're not going to get back on it because they had a terrible a terrible experience because it just didn't fit to them that's why I like even though my first beginning training was in group fitness I've always done small classes and preferred to work with people one-on-one because humans are unique and uh yeah I don't believe in one size fits all programming I mean if you get most people to a certain fitness level then yes but not for anybody who's beginner to amateur you know in my opinion like they need specialized training right like if I have a room full of elite dancers that come through who are professional dancers yes I can throw anything at them but not somebody who's just like, you know, been taking dance for one year. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's understanding those differences, but um, like a lot of times you still see specific training sometimes worded or catered towards women versus men. And I still see that sometimes with things like tire fitness classes where they're mixing in bands and then some dumbbells and some tire flips. And, and I always, I always feel like some of the stuff that I see on social media is very much like overdone right? Like people don't need to do that many movements or exercises, you know? So I was curious what your thoughts were that in terms of um, working with, like I said, men and women and how you train them, do you train them differently? What are some approaches you have or foundations of strength, things, things that you do when you train them, movements, exercises, plans that you think consistently work across the board or don't work or mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Well, I always say always it's, it's back to the basics. Like the basics always work. The basics always work mostly for everyone, unless you have someone with like severe injuries or anything that other predetermined factors where you can't do that, but you don't need to come up with the, and that's the trend I think you, you refer to in the fitness industry is that it needs to look very fancy and elaborate and a lunge squat, whatever throw. I'm like, it doesn't have to be this fancy uh, to be able to work. Like it can be. Yes. What's more important to me is to make the end. That's, that's why I already said like to more like be a teacher to work with the athlete personal. Um, so I always work, uh, even though I'm a remote coach with like zoom sessions and one-on-one face-to-face and make them understand why they're doing something and explain to them exactly what I want from them in this specific exercise, because I can give two people the same exercise, but want a different outcome for each of them. Um, like someone maybe work with them a longer pauses in a certain range of motion where they're not as comfortable with, or where they have, where they're losing their core tension. So I'm having like them focus more on that part of the range of motion and other athletes I'm working more with explosivity in this movement. Um, so I think, and that's the thing where across the board, most of the people are able to do the same stuff, but then it's the individual, um, I don't know how I never know how to pronounce the word individualization of Mm -hmm. those exercises to that athlete and then also implementing it with the combination of exercise how I do that so basically you can could kind of say you can train men and women 
ish the same what when it comes to exercises but what they're like i am in my experience what a huge difference is that especially with our female cycle um, mm -hmm. that we are trying to really incorporate more of a fluid and undulating kind of program where we don't have a set linear progression, but we are working more with the cycle because most women that I've worked with, um, they struggle with similar symptoms and that the PMS period, like the mm -hmm. right the week before um, your cycle is the one where you're most tired and where you feel sluggish. And if you would have a, a static linear program and this is like your peak week, then you're set up for disaster because you're not going to feel great in peak week when it's the week before you get your period. So, and that's something where I'm working like closely together with all of my female athletes that we're adjusting somewhat the weights and what we're doing according to the cycle as well. Actually, it's so funny to talk about that because there's a lot of science. I don't have time to dig into it. There's a lot of science around um, hormones and fertility and sexual health, like women in the pelvic floor. So mm -hmm. I really don't give a shit if anybody thinks twerking is nasty or slutty or skanky or stupid or whatever other word can be assigned because like all the cultures where women were very healthy, they've always practiced any, you know, culture has practiced some form of belly dancing, or like, if you look at samba dancing, Brazilian dancing, you need to have a strong pelvic floor and mm -hmm. you know and a big booty and big legs that is a sign of health for women right and having that fluidity in the joints and the hips and the movements and being able to squat right twerking is essentially squatting really really low and it's undulations right so all of those movements are really really key to female health so i always say for women who are strength athletes like it's great to run and do all those things in biking but it's all very stiff jerky movements and i'm not against it but i think that everybody should do dance training men as men as well right like if you're just talking about sexual health right if they're moving their body around around a woman it's 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 art it's fluid right it's it's different angles right so but for women specifically when it comes to um strength training and like what you're talking about in those times where there's pms and stuff like that is i think that they should like you said take it down do smaller jointed muscles deep breathing yoga right like really get into your body release any toxins or emotions don't try to ignore it or fight against it right like it's a real thing that is affecting your bodily right body sorry on a chemical level and you should adjust accordingly right and i yes, feel like that yes, is definitely the between men mm -hmm. and women and it's not an insult you know no and it's, not, it's not it's not a it's negative not, it's really just working with your body instead of against yeah. it and uh that's also another thing that um i don't like about the fitness or the strength sport community is this approach of no days off and you just have to be the hardest worker in the room and um always go hard and you know rest when you're dead um i hate this perspective because you're just working working like totally against your body and that works for a while until you get massively injured and most people you see and then you know and then they uh see like oh i tore this and i tore that and it's just part of the sport no it does not have to be part of the sport. And I'm trying to preach that over and over because if everybody would take a little bit of a longer route, it doesn't have to be like yes, massively longer. You don't have it's to be like third, fourth, longer. Years. Yeah, you can go way longer. It might take you, if you have like this set goal, I want to be the best in the world at this specific time. If you know what this is going to cost you, then okay, then so be it. Mm -hmm. If you are mm -hmm. totally aware of what you have, the price you have to pay, then okay, go for it. But yeah. if you would take maybe like one or two or two or three years longer to reach that goal, then you're going to arrive there safely 
and you're going to be able to do them mm-hmm. way longer. You're going to have less injuries um, if you just work with your body instead of against mm-hmm. it. So that's also another thing I talk a lot about with my athletes is the why uh, when they come to yeah. me with a specific goal, like let it be weight loss yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to lose that weight? Like what, what is the driving factor behind your goal? Goal setting is really important, but yeah. the goal has to be in like always has to be in line yeah. with Mm-hmm. what your other's life circumstances is and I really want to get behind a certain goal when somebody comes with like a goal where I'm like a little bit worried that I, I have the feeling that they might not want to do this because it's their goal but because they think uh, that's something that expected of them like their society around them expects them to be slimmer or to have this PR or whatever to work for something and it's not really their own goal um, that's something I also try to dig in deeper with them yeah hundred percent. Like, see, for me, I know if I'm lighter that I can move faster and better, but because I was born with asthma, for me, my breathing is always a really good gauge and my breathing is really, really good. Like I don't need to take my ventolins. I have them, but I don't need to take them on a daily basis or even emergency basis. So I have exercise induced asthma. So what that means is when they say breathe through and push through it, that's, that's not, it's not what you do when you have that, right? Cause that causes actual permanent lung damage. So for me, that's always been a really good indicator for me is stress and where I'm physically at and rest, you know, um, making sure that I'm light enough to move and that I've slept enough so that I can think straight and I'm not prone injury and flexibility, 1000%, lots of stretching, a lot of deep tissue work. Um, and, and that's just because with my feeling, my bones and my hips, my, like nothing straight, like it's actually significantly off. So if I don't do those things, then it's not a straight body for me to enter into strength training. So if I'm mm-hmm. all crooked and tight and stiff and messed up, and even if I put a light barbell on, I'm going to strain something. So that's my first thing, right? Um, and the nutrition and all that stuff. And then it's like, hey, barbells, right? But then I know because I have those challenges that I have, maybe I need to give myself more time because I did injure myself. I was that athlete who's always pushing myself and dance and I don't do that anymore. I've got kids. I don't have time to be injured. So, you know, I took the longer route. I don't think there's any shame in that, right? Like everybody wants to be the best like tomorrow. And if they're Mm -hmm. not excelling or getting as much followers or views or whatever, then they start to feel discouraged and quit. And it's like, just because you may not be like the most popular one in the room or achieving the most in that day does not mean you're not successful. Does not mean that you're not doing enough or that you're Mm -hmm. worthy or you're valuable or that you're achieving, right? We have to get this elitist achievement mindset out of your head. You can still think and believe you're the best and want to become the best without having to, um, I don't know. I feel like it's negative clout that you put on yourself. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, it is. Totally. So it's like, whatever happens, happens. On on that note, um, if you guys want to get hooked up with the hottest Panda Strong merch to look really amazing in the gym with Ultimate Gym Gear and gym-inspired lifestyle items for home, I'm talking throw blankets, pillows, you name it, we got it. Uh all you got to do is hop on to pandastrong.ca and search our store and be sure to check out our mail line. Our full line is actually dropping really soon, October 6th. It's really amazing. We've got stuff for men size medium to 3XL and some stuff and even 5XL. So we're here to give you stylish quality clothing that um, is actually inspired by strong men. Believe it or not, and it features real bodies and real athletes, not just uh, your standard uh silhouette fitness athletes those gotta stop too i always see that logo and branding i don't understand why that's so relevant I'm like it's not the 90s anymore that doesn't no. attract clients in you know random girl flexing like this and just perfect silhouette i'm like no. mm-hmm. that's not what that... most people out there look like yeah no not at all not even close so um 
what are some tips that you have for athletes when we're talking about like staying motivated um, during the winter to keep training, you know, keeping their energy up? Because obviously, you know, sun goes down, you have less of that vitamin D energy, less beach time, and everything just kind of feels slow and busy and you know what I mean? At the same time, and everyone's like, oh, I'm under a winter winter coat. No one cares. No one knows. It's really easy when there's pie and other things around to just, it's really easy to get, become demotivated. So what yeah. are some tips that you have? Yeah. Um, it, I think always, again, a little bit of goal setting. Maybe if it's just a tiny goal in the winter, um, be like, okay, I just want to work on something different. Um, I always like to implement, usually the winter season for me is also the off season where I don't work on like strongman specific training. And then mm -hmm. I like to throw in some other challenges. Okay. I want to get a little bit more explosive, uh, change up the movement, something you haven't done for a while, maybe incorporate a little bit weightlifting or um, some cardio stuff, uh, get like a fun challenge together, be like, okay, um, I'm setting this completely different goal, maybe outside of the strongman realm, where I'm like, okay, I kind of want to work on my high jump or my mm -hmm. broad jump or um, yeah. work a little bit more kettlebell work, something that's completely different and brings you a little bit more new movements because it's something new and exciting that you haven't done for a while. I think that's uh, always something mm -hmm. that I really like to do because that keeps my motivation up because it's a new challenge for me. Like over the summer, I've worked a lot with logs and, you know, just getting ready for the strongman competitions and then just switching it up, doing something completely yeah. different. It gives your body a rest. Um, mm -hmm. You work with lighter weights. It's something new, uh, something more fun. Um, and then supplement wise, uh, definitely incorporate a lot of uh, vitamin D and K2 um, mm -hmm. that always- People boosts, never talk yeah. about K2. Yeah, like always in combination like, D3 and K2 yeah. over the winter, always because my D3 always drops in the basement. So I always implement D3 and K2 over the winter as well. Um, yeah, those are my go-to two things that I do. You look so healthy, by the way, like your skin is glowing. Your eyes Thank are so you. beautiful. Like Hydration. Not, it's true. Stay hydrated, I, my friends. I drink like 10 glasses of water a day. My app is always like eight. I'm like, bruh. You know, that's like, that's easy lemon squeezy. And I know people who drink nothing but coffee a day and my husband's like the worst for that. And then like, he'll just like, he's a sugar kid. And it's so funny. Cause like, he's the skinny one, <laughs> but like the stuff that he does, I'm always like, I'm like, you know, the reason why you're doing all this stuff is because your protein's low and you're thirsty. Like, but people don't, you don't notice it because it's a chemical thing in your body. So if you keep that hydration on, it prevents like so much other shit, like overeating and everything else. Just drink, just always have liquid with you at all times and you're, and you're good, you know? Yeah. Drink enough water. Yes. <laughs> Bottom line, drink enough water, D3, K2. That's the way to go. You are very, very badass, by the way. Like when I look at your eyes, like I, if you were in a cop outfit right now, I'd be legitimately intimidated by mm, you. I have pretty intense get, eyes. I, I've, I've been told that a lot of times. <laughs> your eyes are like, no one will fuck with you. No one's going to fuck with you with those eyes. Like I can mm -hmm. just sit. No. <laughs> are you single? I don't even know. You got uh, no, I'm in a relationship for seven years this year. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's been a long time. It's been a great journey. Um, it's been amazing. Um, and yeah, I can't believe it's already seven years. Like the time just flew. Wow. But do you give him those eyes or did you give him those eyes before he started dating? And that's why he chased you. Cause you were like, um, I think, I think he definitely <laughs> liked the intensity because he like saw me from afar. And you know, when I just 
have no face expression I can look very intense but I'm just like staring into the abyss and I'm not thinking of anything but then people have told me I look very intense or mean but I'm not really thinking of anything and uh, he told me that he saw me and he was like she looks really interesting I want to get to know her and so he approached me and yeah how that's coded in male words is she looks like she'd be difficult to catch and trap and they're all there you know it's that uh, alpha I would say mindset. I would say regularly yes but he is he's completely different like uh, if I look at his past girlfriends he doesn't have a type um and he really likes strong uh female figures uh, also his mom I love his mom his mom is also a very like strong female role and she used to yeah. be an engineer as well um so he wow. just loves women that are yeah strong strong female yeah. characters that's what he likes see that do you see that so that is um that's another thing that isn't talked about enough is like men's or women's perspective on the opposite sex and what is binary is greatly influenced like once again by their parents you know so mm -hmm. for my my spouse his mom were very similar in some ways like she's very she's very aggressive and she's very assertive in her, her wording and and her life and she don't take no shit from nobody and uh, my mom was like that too so was my stepdad so you know, like that, that totally influences your personality. I wasn't raised by people who were very quiet or meager, or they were all very hardworking, you know, conqueror types personality. You look like a Viking warrior, by the way. I was going to say to you, if you had here some braids in right now, you know, blonde and blue eyed, you know, I, I wished I could braid. I'm the worst person at braiding. Like I love it when other people do braids on me, but I usually like my shoulders get tired by the time I'm like yeah, halfway, yeah. <laughs> halfway back my head. I'm like, oh, my shoulders are too tired. Yeah. You should do like a Viking warrior photo shoot. I swear to God. Yeah. Especially that rock line. You go in a mountain. I, before, before the pandemic happened, I actually visited Kiki. I don't know if you talked uh, to her about that. Like she does real Viking reenactment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we've been at a Viking um, village with her in a tent and real Viking clothes. That was, that nice. was really cool. Okay. You got to send me some pictures because I want to post them. I got to see this, you know, but you should totally do a photo shoot, like of all the strong women you, that if you're friends with, and you should all dress up as warriors and I don't oh, know, yeah. get a horse, sit on a horse <laughs> and be like, this is Sparta, you know, with a, <laughs> with a sword or something, no real weapons. Okay. I know she's a cop. I gotta watch what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Right, you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Just you two people relax. Um, <laughs> but no I mean like I think you know uh because women always like they get comments or they worry like if I train strong if I'm strong someone's not gonna love me I'm like then they're just a weak ass bitch male or female they're just like they're weak yeah. inside they're weak inside because yeah. someone else's strength you should see as an asset not as a yeah negative if, thing. if someone wants you to stay weak it's because yeah like you say they're weak and they don't want you like they feel you are a threat and yeah yeah up your level then you know what I mean and and uh, like I always say to my girlfriends who are still single, they're super gorgeous, smart, talented, and I'm, and uh, they don't they they settle. You know what I mean? I'm like, do you realize the kind of caliber of a man you could have if you actually believed that you could have him? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. because a lot of them are raised around religion and being taught to just be very like weak and like, please pick me. You know, cute little, you know, what's that? Not grooming classes. What is it called when people, uh, eloquence training? There's a word for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, where, mm -hmm. you is know, like, courtship, courtship training or something. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's something I was raised in too. And um, 
So I would always like around men, I would always kind of like dumb down or hide my stuff and like not say what I really felt and put up with a lot of shit and that kind of thing. And I don't know, I guess when I met my partner, I was just done with all that. I was like, fuck the world and fuck this shit. I'm, I'm about to become a lesbian, okay? Because I'm not put up with this shit no more, you know? And uh, so he chased me and I was like, okay. And that's how that happened, right? But it's self-respect and self-love, the end of the day, male or female, you know? And it's like, I've met people who've lost weight or started powerlifting to get back at their spouse who cheated on them or whatever. I'm like, dude, at the end of the day, that's their insecurity. Because even mm-hmm. if you were this strong powerlifter that you are now, they probably still would have done it because they're insecure. So never do it for, to me, for revenge or for other people. I feel like it should really just be for yourself at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if and you lose- yeah, and oh, that's the hardest part to actually figure out what you really want, because for the longest time we are raised to just do what everybody else wants us to do. You have mm-hmm. to be more petite to be appealing to men, because that's the only goal that you have to have in life is uh, be just chosen by one man out there yeah. and then you made it like, <laughs> no, like stupid Disney princesses. I hate you. I, I, I still live for another like, why? Why should I have made it when one guy finally had the audacity to settle with me? <laughs> when I was in my early 20s I still live for 60 years like, yeah there's other stuff I want to do and I don't care what anyone thinks no matter how much plastic surgery you get they're like JLo I'm like well that's like elitist level richness okay so most people can't afford her surgeries okay so relax I'm saying that yeah. like the rest of the 90% of the world y'all are gonna age at some point you know and mm-hmm. if you have big bodies you're gonna age and it's like at the end of the day what if you got disabled something happened to you lost your money if someone's just there for your money your looks that's not real love you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't take care of your health or your body or your finances and not take pride in yourself. But once again, pride in yourself for yourself and whoever mm-hmm. else is at the table at the end of the day. Great. I don't need people to come celebrate my birthday for me to have confidence in myself. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes people just are with you for what they can get out of you. Right. Or, um, because they secretly like have a crush on you, but they want to be like you, but they're not willing to take the steps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to make anybody into me. I like being me, you know, you like being you, being unique and different people. But once again, it's like never dumb down yourself, whether it's for job or interview, like this is, I, I like offending people. When I used to do job interviews, like you want, you want $40 an hour. I'm like, yes, I do. Because I know what I can get done with that hour. So you can hire someone who's going to take you four hours to do, or you can just pay me. I'll work part-time and I'll work just as hard get just as much done as that person you've hired full-time but it's up to you you know and uh that scares some people you know what I mean when you have that level of confidence especially if you're a woman in the workforce right but that's what drove me into having my own businesses because I was like why am I constantly people keep telling me tone it down those are great ideas you're going to be a great leader but just wait till you've been here for a year or two years why but I can make significant changes to your business and help your your customer base grow and make you more money why do i need to i don't understand these conversations they don't make sense to me exactly one of the reasons why i'm i made myself full-time coach now instead of staying with the police force so so do you find as a is is it's still that same culture as a woman that you're still supposed to be just the partner like the robin not robin who is it? Batman. Yes. Like there, you're supposed to be Robin and then the dude's supposed to be Batman. Like what's the, the culture for females right now in the police force? Um, it's, it's definitely changing. Um, like in the police force, it's for the most part, pretty equal. We do still have 
some of the old generation but those are like that's the problem like those are in the leadership positions like those from yeah. the very old generation so mm -hmm. there there is a change coming now but it's coming slowly and it also severely depends in which, which part you are which kind of police station like severely depends on the leadership in your own police station as well obviously because that's very like from person to person different um yeah, totally. but it's definitely changing and um we have um about a think like 25% average uh, female to male police officers in the police force in Germany. Yeah. See, I don't respect a police officer based on the fact that they're a police officer. I respect them based on their knowledge in the law and their discretion of when to execute mm -hmm. it, right? Because if you know enough about social justice and enough about social working and just community and, and that kind of thing, you have to know when to strike and when to walk away. Mm -hmm. And that's your power, right? You're such a kind of playing God with people's lives, right? Because yeah. if you get, if you arrest somebody, you give them a conviction, you could fuck them mm -hmm. over for life, right? So it's kind yeah. of like, and that's there's a huge difference between our police yeah. education. I don't know how it is in Canada, but um, yeah. in this, I know then the states, it's just the bare minimum. Um, and our police academy is two and a half years long. And when we graduate, it's the equivalent of in America, I think like an associate's degree in criminal justice, um, because we really are focusing on having a long education, um, really guiding them through everything, not just the law, but also uh, communication, um, then shooting range instruction, yeah. but every, like everything, like that's why our education is two and a half years long. Um, yeah. because it's yeah. also about, um, politics and, you know, how like social work and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is no, it's not long enough out here. The States is even worse though, but you know, um, you can tell, you can tell when someone's educated, you can tell when someone is there for the right reasons or if they're burnt out or if they, have a good wisdom in terms of discretion right of like when to to be when when to like i said when to give a ticket when to rest and i think for me i wanted to become a cop because i really like you wanted to make a change and um serve real justice to people who should be behind bars who are harming this shit out of other people because that shit just pisses me off um but at the same time i emotionally couldn't handle seeing really shitty things happening to people all the time like, you know what I mean? I care too much. So, you know, it's tough, right? Because I'm not saying this as a general, it's going to sound, it might trigger some people and then them, but, you know, women, we do, this is a scientific fact, and that's why it should be seen as an asset, especially in policing, is we have the ability to read faces. That's, 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 it's innate because if you bear children, you, you need to be able to read their, their facial expressions or sounds because they can't talk yet. So really it stems from that. And there's a lot of research on it. So my point is, is like women, a lot of times can read into that stuff a little bit easier. And in things that are more male orientated, right? Or typically even traditionally, that's seen as a negative when it should be seen as a plus because that would make you better strength coach, right? Because you're able to kind of empathically understand what that person's trying to say to you with their body language, mm -hmm. right? That, you know, I'm not saying men can't do that, but there's a reason for the differences, but they're not always applicable to everyone. So once again, it should be based on your merits and your ability to do the job at the end of the day, whether strength training, being a police officer, being management of a company or CEO or MLA, you know? And that's the problem is now we're, we're voting people in and we're doing things based on people's gender or their age. And once again, to me, that's discriminatory. It should be just what you can do, you know? Yeah, is, is, this, is this human equipped for the job? Yep, period, and, and a story. I don't need to know what else is, you know? Can you do this? And can yeah. you do it well, you know? Um, so like on that topic, going back to that, so, what are some things that people can do 
like I said, regardless of gender, age, sport, like strength sports, but just not a specific category, um, to become more efficient in their training. And uh, like in the winter, and what are, what are like, when they have like commitments and less time to train, what are some things they can do to just, most people just say, oh, just get them to do a hit training, just get them to go for a power walk or run. Besides mm -hmm. the classic, you know, industry fitness trends that people hear all the time that I find doesn't work out for most people. Mm -hmm. do, do you mean just to keep them accountable during the winter? Um, if it's really, if I have to cut it down to minimal time because they're just busy and, you know, I can't get as much stuff in, mm -hmm. I try to stick with them, like have one or two things I work with them where it, like it's really needed, like uh, still like a weakness or something that we have to get fixed. I'm like, okay, that's, that's your necessary homework. And then you get like um, treats and the treats are, okay, pick something that's really fun for you. What's your, I always ask them, okay, what's the most fun stuff that you want to do or you haven't done in a while. Um, and then we play around with that um, and make a little challenge out of that. And uh, so we try like, I try to find a good balance between, okay, if you do like those things uh, in your training program, just we squeeze them in like really narrow it down to the bare minimum that we like especially like pelvic floor health or something yeah. um for something like for some females okay we really need to keep working on your pelvic floor health but if you do that then on this other day we get to play around a little bit have some fun movements uh, incorporate stuff we haven't done in a while um and then i try to like um shorten it down to where i know if this is the bare minimum i need to them to keep doing so we can yeah. pick off uh, or like uh, keep going uh, at the start of the new season where we left off at the end of last season. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. It's just that checking in. It's just those mm -hmm. conversations at the yeah, end of the day. That's the thing. You know? Yeah. Just keeping in touch with them and keeping asking yeah. them like, like, asking them how do you feel and then and keeping adjusting not just giving them something for a long period of time but then that's why i always have every four weeks at the end of one block we have a one hour zoom conversation where we talk about everything not just how the training program went but how they're feeling how their motivation is if they have any problems that's why to me i have to have a good relationship to my clients because mm -hmm. they have to uh, trust me uh, with mm -hmm. their personal problems because if they have if there's something going on in their life and they have uh, some trouble and I don't know about that and I just keep throwing the program at them and they can't complete that then I'm setting them up for failure so for me my bottom line is always what do I have to do to set every individual up for success and success looks different from person yeah, to person totally and it's like it's just never underestimate the power of a fitness assessment I feel like so many people are like, oh, summer, I've been eating like shit and I haven't trained as much. So now it's the fall. I need to go all gung ho. And they just like, they look up on Google, like the nearest boot camp or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And they just throw themselves into it. And I think, especially, I'm not being aged, but I think, especially if you're after the age of like 40 or like a master's athlete, 45 plus, you know, you need to, you, yeah, you definitely need to get a proper fitness assessment mm -hmm. initially, but you need to really figure out specifically what your goals are. And if it's as simple as staying healthy for long term is, walking biking right mm -hmm. just really general stuff like that and then if you have any issues you know injuries rehabilitating your body and if you want to train for bodybuilding great you want to get super cut and lean great but um don't just throw yourself into class because it looks cool or it's fun or yeah. it's popular you know what i mean ease, I ease into it yeah ease into it and give yourself yeah. some time i have a few masters athletes women that are just like starting strong women now um at their like early 40s mid 40s and it's been the most fun experience to work with them to finally see them 
40 plus finding their passion finally in life and getting yeah, the self-confidence back that yeah. they always missed their whole life um, yeah. has been so fulfilling for me as well and I've enjoyed working with them so much um, and yeah just ease into the training don't just go from zero to 100 because that's usually setting you up for failure um, give yourself the time because it's a totally. marathon and not a sprint and yeah. you don't reach that goal and you're not getting also that's another thing like talk about the goal setting like why do you want to do this a specific goal doesn't make you happier like losing those five pounds won't make you happier yeah, yeah, totally. a deadlift 100%. PR won't make you happier because yeah. the, the, if you reach that if you haven't resolved the issue that is like underlying then this goal yeah. that you reached won't won't change anything about that yeah, it's, it, it's the same thing when it comes to people who get like excessive plastic surgery and become plastic surgery addicts, right? Like at some point you need to accept yourself. Like, and what is the end goal? Like why are you putting your life or your health at risk? Like for me, that's the risk assessment is always really important to me because like I said, I have kids and I always think like, you know, if I'm like when I'm training threes and I could push a one, I could, but I'm like, I'm alone. It's late at night. I'm in my basement by myself. And if this barbell and I, just fuck it up somehow and it lands on me in the basement. I crack my head open. Not really worth it. So mm -hmm. I'm cool with not having to post a video of that PR, even though I know I can hit it. Right. And it's the same thing with competitions. Like, unless it's going to lead me to nationals or um, it's, it, I don't know, there's got to be a, some kind of really big benefit for me to push my CNS system that hard because you got to, you, there's recovery time after that, right. After competition and, and like, what it what is the true cost of pushing yourself we have become so and i'm not people once again i swear to god if i was skinny node they'd be like oh really uh, i agree but i'm saying it's like people become so focused with hit workouts and so kind of hyper assessed i'm not saying to go for being super strong or super you know shredded or uh become the best in sport but we've become in some ways unhealthily obsessed with looks and you know just going gung-ho with everything all the time and you know, there's other cultures that are much slower, right? Talking about Eastern cultures and they slow things down. And I think they achieve just as much. I don't know. There's something to be said about too much free workout. And I'm saying this to convict myself because I do a lot of it. And there's days where I'm like, man, if I'm going to drink four times like coffee, I just need a nap, you know, like I'll revisit the gym tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, take, take more naps. That's another thing. Stay hydrated and take more naps. <laughs> that's that's going to be kind of nap because all the time. Yeah, nap all the time because that's what's going to keep you healthy long term uh, and that's also another thing that i've realized as well is i think that's also another society thing that we are living in this in german we say leistungsgesellschaft it's just an an outcome and um driven society where if you start something it always has to be if you found a business you have to become the next huge brand and if you do the sport that's you can only I mean. do this if you're trying to become the best in the world like why can't you just do something out of pure enjoyment because you like yeah. it like if yeah. I want to draw and I'm shit at drawing, but I enjoy drawing, then let me fucking draw because yes. I enjoy it. Preach girl. Like yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, because I've seen this sometimes, like when I post on different groups, somebody would like, for example, if I was making strongman equipment, somebody would make fun of it. Or if I was like, you know, it's like, I used to that sometimes on Facebook groups as people shitting on each other. And mm -hmm. it's like, why? It's so sad. Like, like are you having fun doing it? If you, if the answer is yes, then go for it. Yeah. If you have fun, do it. If someone's training and they're trying, shut the fuck up. Don't comment. Don't troll. Don't be a dick. Whether in person or on, on, on Facebook or Instagram, like keep that shit to yourself. You know what? At the end of the day, they're doing something healthy. And if they kill themselves, that's their own problem. They'd make the choice, right? At the end of the day, if you have nothing positive to, to contribute, you know, keep it to yourself. 
but um that's the thing too is for me training like I stopped waiting to do what I love based on my looks I was like I'm good at it I love it it makes me happy it helps other people makes other people happy I don't care so yeah you know like you said just take off those ridiculous expectations mm-hmm. from society and just do shit that makes you happy yeah. I know so many people in my life I still like you should just draw and they're like I'm not that good compared. I'm like just draw and I've had that same conversation with them for like 10 years and I'm like man what would happen if you just drew like how much mm-hmm. more happier would you be in your life honestly that's all I want for you is just to be happy yeah just be happy same then goes for if you if you take this analogy to the strongman realm um some of my my master's athletes they were hesitant to start like to they really wanted to compete but they were afraid because they were like oh I don't know if I'm, I'm doing well enough and so many people are pushing away their first competition yeah I, I will compete once my numbers are better no that doesn't fucking matter if you have if you want to do the competition do the competition it doesn't matter where you place and if you come in dead last if you enjoy the stuff that you're doing if you enjoy the sport just do it you know, at the end of the day, we're collecting memories. If I, you know, if I would win five times world's strongest woman, do you think in 30 years, anyone will remember? No one is going to freaking care. Uh, No one is going to care about the trophies that I, uh, about the trophies that I have in, uh, in, uh, on my shelves. It's the memories that I created. I will like yeah. remember back wow like look at the cool stuff i did back then i pulled a truck i might have come in debt last but look what i've done like yeah, nobody totally 95 like of the people on this planet haven't done that and i've done some cool freaking shit in my life like i don't i don't care where well, i place but the memories yeah. i created are going to stay with me forever see i'm so glad you said that because obviously you being a you know working in police or someone who's a paramedic those kind of fields like you see how life can be stolen from you or taken away or ruined fast so quickly so fucking quickly and this is what i say to people all the time is like i'm proud i've made a lot of mistakes in my life i'm not perfect i'm always trying to grow and evolve as a human i know the things i need to adjust in my life but then day it's like i've tried shit and to me that's brave and that means way more than somebody who doesn't try plus i have all these memories of all the things i've done in my life and if it doesn't work or i don't like it or i'm not gonna be i'm not in it anymore and then i walk away and i don't think that's a bad thing because you tried it you learned Mm -hmm. from it it's developed you into who you are and it's going to serve you in the future at some point right yeah nothing is a wasted experience and it's like with this lockdown the last year I you know to fight I was starting to become depressed I was trying to go into depression from it and like that's why I started the podcast because I was like I need to keep myself accountable I need to be able to help society make changes my business can't operate in person right now how can I how can I still do me right um and that's when the kind of the podcast was formed. And then I like, it started with just, you know, an idea in the middle of the night and then I drew it out and then it just all came to what it is now. Um, but, you know, it just came from the perspective of making change. And this summer I was like, you know what? I don't care how much money we spend. I am going to make sure my son has a shit ton of memories. Cause last year when I was pregnant, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't see anyone. Um, even when I gave birth and my son couldn't even go to a public park. Like, you're cut off from society basically. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about my psychological being and my sons. And all I could think of was like, you know, and as soon as I'm allowed to and able to, I'm going fucking hog wild because money can be made again, but I want my son to have memories period full stop. I don't want this summer to end. We're going to the lockdown and be like, man, I wish we would have went here. We could have done a shit or whatever, whatever. So that's what I've done. You know, I mean, yeah. he's only four and a half. I bought a canoe. He wasn't ready to canoe, but I was like, I don't care. I'm going to see if you're ready. And if you're not, it is what it is. Like to me, you can sell things. You can move on. You can, your identity is a fluid thing. People think that you have an avatar 
and then stick with that avatar. Your avatar develops in time. So, you know, cut, change the clothes, do whatever you need to do. It's like, a, you're like your own Barbie doll. You can, you know what I mean? You can add, take away, do whatever the fuck you want to it really yeah. in this day and age. Yeah, right? it's, 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 it's crazy. Like I could decide tomorrow that I wanted to move to a completely different country in yeah. Europe. Like we, we can move around Europe if we want to. I could decide yeah. tomorrow that I wanted to move to Norway um, and, yeah. and be a completely different person, have a completely different life. Um, that's another thing that people ask me like, oh my God, you want to quit your police yeah. officer job? Like it's the safest job you could possibly have because you can't get fired unless like you commit a crime and everybody was just losing their mind. Like, oh my God, and it's such a safe job. I'm like, but it doesn't make me happy anymore. I'm miserable. Like I was yeah miserable where I was at and I was like yeah. why should I stick with a job for the next 30 years just because it's safe and because it's the avatar that I've chosen when I was uh, yeah. in, uh 19 yeah you're I'm not like, the same person you don't no. have the same hard thought yeah. or mind that you when you're no. 19 so let it go goals change goals yeah. change and then in the future you know I love this sport right now it doesn't have to be that I have to stick with this forever um mm -hmm. and I'm definitely gonna do a million other things in my life because I want to do as much as I possibly can before we can't do it anymore exactly and that's what i say you know it's like it sounds really dark but you know it was fucked up because i was pregnant and it was really stressful and i was like what if i die and you know talking about funeral arrangements for my kids and like where's my facebook photos of him where is what's he gonna know of me what's he's gonna remember you know and, and when they're that young it's not much that they remember and it's like they've just started life still right they're not eight they're not nine it's it's very young and um that really is what made what mattered. Like I had tons of costumes because I've been an entertainer like most of my life too. And I had tons of sewing material and I had so much shit, probably like $7,000 worth of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I can't hold on to this shit anymore. Like it's not serving the memories of my child or bonding memories of me and my kid. There's things I like to do that I'm good at, love it, but that shit's gone because they shut down everything. And I was like, I don't know when it's going to come back again, but I don't need this dead weight attached to me. If I'm meant to do it again and I want to do it again, then I will, but I need to let that fucking shit go. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy to throw out books or, or uh, sell things or get like purge the shit out of your life. But sometimes, you know, it's like an eagle when they perch, they have to pull out every fucking feather one by one and it hurts, but there's still an eagle but they're not going to fly with those dead feathers, you know? And that's what people need to figure out is what are your dead feathers and what are the feathers that are going to make you fly? Add those feathers, take away the ones that, you know, keep you flying low, right? Low vibrations, low, low, low vibrations, unhappiness, right? So to, to really be happy, you have to be free, mm -hmm. right? So anything that's weighing you down, just pluck it out. That, that should go. Let it go. Exactly. Let it go. I can try sing that. No classical singer. Yeah. We just had a moment. And I think to be able to let it go, and that's another yeah. analogy, like strength sports, because mm -hmm. that's our theme. What strength sport has given me, and it doesn't matter if you're a strong woman or you do powerlifting or whatever, or mm -hmm. you crochet or whatever, whatever gives you the strength to be the person mm -hmm. that you are that to me has so much carry over to the rest of your life because that sport has given me so much energy and so much self-confidence to be free from all of the whatever expectations that society put on me i completely let loose of all of that because i found the strength the mental strength through the physical strength to then be free in the rest of my life well you can see it in your eyes you know and like that's like what you're talking about inner strength i think that's that's the whole focus and point that everyone should try to um, go towards this winter is mm -hmm. 
you're not going to find happiness by spending a ton of money on stuff that doesn't fulfill you. No. You know, you're not going to find that happiness by, um, like you said, through a, like a sexual gratification of partner. I mean, it's temporary, right? It releases certain chemicals in your brain, but to find real true happiness. Cause I know so many people that, you know, they're popular, they, you know, they get laid, uh, they have a career, they have money and they have all those superficial things, a house and they're miserable. Right. Especially mm-hmm. talk about, uh, the age group, like the masters and who have had all that and are like, I'm not happy. And I don't know who the fuck I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't let that be you. If you're in your twenties, your thirties, or even your teens, and you're listening to this, it's like, find out what makes you happy. Find your greatness, whatever that means. And just keep doing that. Find that inner strength. Cause you can't mm-hmm. find, you know, outer achievements or outer strength without looking inside of here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be able to find it, don't let anyone tell you you're a quitter because you let shit go. If something mm-hmm. doesn't make you happy, be completely fine with changing your hobby, trying different things because you still need to figure out what you truly are and to find out who you truly are. You can't just stick with one thing for the rest of your life and be like, okay, I think that's it now. I have this job and this hobby and this one I'm going to do for the rest of my life. No, if, if that doesn't fulfill you with happiness, keep on looking. And yeah. that's, that doesn't mean that someone is a quitter. No, it's just you just haven't found the one thing yet. Yeah. Like I always want to lead by example, but you know, out here, all the competitions were shut down for the summer. And, um, you know, the, the one that I was going to do, they kept changing what was going to be done in the numbers. And it's just, just way it's in, it, it's, I, I know my body well enough to know that it's not even about zero now. Cause like I go, but it's like, I didn't shoot the shit out of myself. And I was like, you know, it's not worth it for me on that, mm-hmm. that sense. And that's not easy. Cause I've been trained for it. I've been looking forward to it and I've been wanting to do it, but that doesn't change the significance of my life for myself mm-hmm. or for the impact. Right. So it's like, we all, we all worry that if we're not this perfect fucking avatar, that we're going to lose everything that means anything to us, like our family, our friends or whatever. So that's why I think a lot of like trigger warning tr- subject, like things like suicide happen to people who you're like, who, well, like, what the fuck? Like they had it all like Robin Williams, for example, you know, who's all happy, go lucky and jokey and successful and had a wife who loved him. It's like, because, you know, it's like those like dark demons inside is like, you're not really, really dealing with what makes you happy. You know what I mean? I don't think that should be normalized living that way. Right. I mean, there's being positive and achieving things and focusing on the good and adding action to create that positive, you know, effect in your life. But, you know, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to be sad. It's a time of rest and meditation mm-hmm. to figure out things. Like, it's almost like when you have kids, you you, you become reborn yourself, right? Because you can't carry all that shit with you. If you're going to be a good parent, you know, you have to adapt. Every single child that pops out of you, it, it changes your DNA. It changes your hair color. It changes everything about you from the inside out. So, it, like, don't fight and embrace it. That's what I'm trying to say. Re- embrace the rebirthing process of yourself. Embrace the change. Yes. <laughs> embrace I feel like whenever I hear the word embrace I just think of atlas stones you know and then poor caring human <laughs> so <laughs> which I love to do I need more humans to, I always carry humans at the gym it's my favorite thing my girlfriends come train with me I'm like can I just carry you around for 10 minutes like I don't know what that is it just makes me so fucking happy it makes me feel like I'm rescuing them I'm like are you sad as a man not hugged you lately come here and I just like <laughs> hug them and walk around with them in the gym and I'm like I feel good now too it's all good <laughs> it's a win-win situation I don't if someone like Oh God, everyone's like, you should start an OnlyFans account because I could just get paid to like carry people and hug them, but that would go weird. So I yeah, won't. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of people out there that would pay for pay for pictures of you carrying people. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, if she never comes to shop, we used to have a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> so um, on the topic of finding a proper coach and you know the help that you actually need, check out our Facebook groups, join them. Team Panda Strong um, is one of them. You can have access to our weekly fitness food recipes. A lot of it's keto carnivore because that's what I'm all about. Um, dance and fitness challenges for beginners to intermediate athletes. A lot of the challenges are created by guest speakers like our lovely Sandra um, and myself. And you can also join our Strong Women of Canada group to connect with Team Panda Strong Elite Athletes. Uh, so trainers who are specifically located in Canada, events located in Canada, um, and like I said, personal trainers as well. And uh, if you are a strength athlete and personal trainer or fitness instructor, you can apply to our Elite Athlete Sponsorship Program and our Panda Strong family of ambassadors on our site today at www.pandastrong.ca. I really need um, a cheesy um, car dealership, you know, narrator voice for these uh, <laughs> comments. <laughs> it would make it so much better. So mm -hmm. um, kind of, uh, you know, getting to a close here, what are some of the fitness hacks or myths that the fitness industry pushes that you think people should try to avoid to stay fit this winter? Mm -hmm. uh, crunches to become like to get abs. But that's one of the things like stop doing crunches over and over because you think that you're getting a six pack with that. No, it's cool work, especially for strongmen is so much more than just doing like crunches all day long or like these, I don't know what these are called. Like, uh, do you know these were from like the QVC commercials where you like kneel on something and they oh, do yes, like, I know exactly crunchy things. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to get a strong core with that. You're just like working out like little like like flex and relax your like abs but that's not going to make your core better so yeah. that's like always one that i'm like this no that's not good for carrying a heavy ass yoke if you just yeah. do crunches all, all day long and this is not going to give you a six pack that's something that yeah that doesn't work i always hate like converted fitness commercials like even when i was like really skinny because they're so stupid and bullshit i'd always want to like throw whatever it's eating at the tv you know, like when you had a bubble TV, you could not break it, but it's like, they always hire the most like fit as fucking, well, sorry, I shouldn't say fit as, cause that's stupid. We know people always shapes are fit, but I'm saying like the typical shredded bodybuilder look. And then they give them some dinky ass machine. It's fucking comical. Cause you know, that fucker didn't train on that shit. To get to look <laughs> yeah, like no. that. yeah. You <laughs> will definitely not achieve sure. that look with that machine that they're trying to sell you. I love when people actually like do fitness reviews and they take that equipment, they try to work out on it. And it's funny as fuck. Like even like regular fitness people are wiping out on them. It's great. You know, yeah. it's like fitness parks, like fitness parks equipment. It's like, how often is that shit actually used? Stop making these things. It's like, they're so stupid. It's, it's like, just a rip off. Break. Don't buy like that's don't buy any of that stuff during the winter. Don't that's what I'm saying. Don't buy fucking equipment. The only thing I bought obviously when I was pregnant was um, like, you know, buy fucking like a like a power rack you know you can do yeah. anything yeah kettlebell that. some strength barbell. bands barbell strength kettlebell strength bands that's all you need but no yep. fancy weird app nine thousand app master nine thousand or something yeah totally barbells and obviously like medicine balls or kettlebells mm -hmm. and, and yep. dumbbells but just well this thing is about kettlebells is like you can get that seat like what you do with kettlebells you can do with a sandbag you know yeah um, and what you do with barbells, you could technically do with dumbbells. So it's like yeah. figure out which equipment you can afford. Mm -hmm. And if you're not trying to become super fucking crazy strong, mm -hmm. um, in the next year or two, then you don't need like, you don't need it rack, right? You can do a lot of barbell, slow controlled movements, right? Yeah. You can do the squats and all of that and then slowly add stuff, but you don't, more equipment doesn't necessarily mean more success. You more can get very, 
totally. You can get mm-hmm. more tone by doing different movements, like you said, with mm-hmm. resistance bands and dumbbells. You could do every exercise, you know, in the mm-hmm. plant like that. And yeah. just with one bench, you really don't. That stuff is more time consuming. That's why I always tell people, if your body is physically available and ready for it and you don't have injuries, go to a fucking barbell. You can't afford a barbell, do a fucking sandbag. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, you can't do barbells um, poorly and get strong or not get injured. So it'll totally make you, it'll kind of force you into having a good form. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you don't need to spend crazy amounts of money. And if you're just mm-hmm. trying to do general fitness, you're not training for strength and you don't need to buy that shit either. Like, you know, use body weight and outside workouts. But yeah, yeah don't get caught up in all these, this fucking bullshit. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, real food over like supplements. And I know I shouldn't yeah. say that because I get supplements, but it is the truth. At the end of the day, uh, you don't need to be drinking fucking power, Powerade and Gatorade and all this other shit. Wash and stuff. I might have to make bleep that out. Can't be saying that. Only get demonetized. But anyways, oh, yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on that? I just think that you know a lot of it's bullshit. Yeah, it, it yeah. is. And uh, that's actually one thing that I've uh, implemented a, a self-made sandbag. If you're really tight on money, uh, you can take an old gym bag or like uh, whatever, an old travel bag that you have at home. Um, just make your own self-made little sandbag out of it. That's what I've, I've done with some of my athletes that were stuck in their apartment. They didn't have the room to have anything else. Stuff was sold out. So we just make um, a makeshift sandbag out of uh, like old clothes and anything yeah. that we could find to stuff in the bag and just worked out with that. You have handles on the back you can do rows you can do squats yeah. you can do presses you can you can do so yeah. much stuff with just one single bag um yeah totally 100 percent. like um that's what i did i hand sewed all my shit and been building my stuff with wood and you know and doing what i can do but um i always try to say if you can get one thing that can do a bunch of things at once do that don't get a million mm-hmm. different little things no. you know yeah. for sure like it's not yeah it's not one one barbell a set of plates and one sandbag that's enough to yeah. keep you fit for a long time totally that's exactly what i have for my setup um i saw this really funny thing where there's like this workout bench i can't remember what's called and it literally has like an exercise ball in the center of it have you seen what i'm talking about it's ludicrous i'll post a picture on you it's hilarious it's so stupid and i was watching the workouts and the only workout that's unique to it is like uh, which I can teach people how to do because I, you know, I taught gymnastics and ballet and shit and acro. But anyways, it's like you're leaning back. Say you just had a medicine ball, not a medicine mm-hmm. ball, exercise ball. And you're like leaning back on it and then you slowly bring your legs up, right? So to work your abs, you can just do that. Why the fuck are you putting a ball in a fucking bench? And they're like, oh, it works all your core muscles as you're doing this. I'm like, you know, you could just add a chain on the end of your barbell. Like you don't need to fucking, what is this? No, you don't need like to buy this fancy yeah, you don't need to buy this fancy expensive equipment or like even just have a yoga ball, like one of those like balls. Uh, they're like, what, $15 or something. Yeah, they don't cost a lot. No, some like stir the pot. I don't know if you that exercise, like we oh, just have yes. the elbows on like that's that just blows up your core. And that costs yeah. you like the thing costs $15 and you can do yeah. a bajillion things with it. <laughs> oh, my God. But I like watching YouTube videos like their commercials and their workouts for this ridiculous equipment people make. And I, I just get such a fucking kick out of it. Cause I'm like, that's, that's your seller. You definitely had this on a late night commercial when someone was either drunk or half awake. Cause that is the most comical shit I've ever seen. And it's funny. Cause like, sometimes even the models can't bullshit. They're like trying to like, you know, like, look all, to be serious. They're, like they're like, well, fuck. Like their faces either. What the fuck is this? Or this is, yeah. this hurts and this is weird. And they're like, they're like, you can see the regret in their face. Like, why did I sign up for this? 
<laughs> it's so fucking great. Like, I just want to do a parody of all that shit. Like, people always say, like, gym fails, but that would be the greatest. Like, because that, to me, is the ultimate fucking gym fail. And, like, you are the biggest douche canoe. You're that you're fucking paid. Like, you are one desperate athlete or trainer that you're making these videos. That's all I got to mm-hmm. say. Or you must be well fucking paid. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. unnecessary. Um, so, yeah. What is some advice that you have for people who want to train to go into pro? And right mm-hmm. now in this complicated time with lockdowns and stuff changing all the time, what are, what is some advice you have for them? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how like the setup in Canada stuff, but again, like the bottom line to me is consistency. Really ask yourself, what is your goal? Why do you have the goal? And mm-hmm. don't put like a, a timestamp on it because we like these times are trying. These are unpredictable. I really wanted to compete on the pro level last year. Shit didn't happen. You just have to stick to the plan. If your plan is to become a pro, do the work. And if the work is to sit in your basement, what I've did in the past lockdown and just work with a kettlebell um, and do other stuff, just do what you can to keep mm-hmm. the ball rolling. And if mm-hmm. it's at times when you only have limited amount of equipment, don't don't be put down because oh my god I can't I can't lift a heavy yoke now okay. and I, I can't work on my log um work on other things pelvic floor bracing uh unilateral stuff that's all the stuff mm-hmm. I did over the winter yeah. I didn't have an, a gym for eight months yeah. and I made it back to the WS show I carried a 300 kilo yoke with not being able to carry yoke for Hold one on and a half Wait, yeah man. Is that like 600 pounds? It's 660 pounds. I carried oh a 660 pound yoke oh without being, I, I haven't been able to train yoke for the past one and a half years. Um, I had maybe like six yoke sessions oh. or seven yoke sessions in preparation, but I've worked so many other different things. And the bottom line is do what you can, what you have available at. Don't freak out because you can't train heavy at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's so many other things that you can work on and make use of the time. Yeah put in the work and really train more uh, in tune with yourself. That's something, try to get to know your body. If you can't work hard and intense in the gym, try to do the opposite. Try to get to know your body, focus on movement patterns, do unilateral work, bracing work. Uh, There's so much stuff you can focus on if if you can't focus on the heavy intense stuff, um, because that's going to just create the overall better athlete. It's not just being intense. It's everything around it. Yeah. So I literally have not to say because I 100,000% agree. So when it, like you're talking about off season, we're talking about the winter, which is for most people, the off season, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you've been doing this for 10 years. You've been coaching and training. Like I said, being, you know, Germany's strongest woman is a huge fucking deal. So what, if you had to give it like a rough percentage or guess, like how much percentage of time do you spend on lifts, like such as SBD or accessory work or like, you know, working the dumbbells, kettlebells, like what, is there a preferred method? Like, do you prefer dumbbells or kettlebells over barbells like what's mm-hmm. tell us what you do Little um, in the off season so there's always always say like there's always a season for certain equipment as well i usually do not train with strongman equipment all year round uh, especially mm-hmm. in the off season we work a lot of unilateral stuff um dumbbell work kettlebell work um stability work um with like pans and stuff um anything that i know core work 
Um, so that's like my go-to in the off season. So my most preferred stuff is actually, yeah, still free weights. I try to incorporate some machine work, some cable work, uh, to work certain ranges of motion that I can't get with uh, barbell equipment, but most of the stuff that we're doing is just barbell, uh, dumbbell work, kettlebell work, uh, lots of unilateral stuff, co-work, bracing work, um, is what we do in the off season. Yep. Give the body a little bit of time to deload because yep. you're loading your body all the time when you're in competition yeah. prep and your body yeah. needs to have a deload period. Yeah. Totally. Yep. hundred percent. That's very, very true. Um, yeah. I mean, that's my point is like, I see some athletes are always posting PRs and that's good. I'm just saying that you don't have to do that to gain an audience or mm -hmm. to no. like, don't, don't focus on trying to gain an audience, especially if you're a new lifter or like, cause then you can get really caught up in self-esteem right? I'm like, oh, well, this isn't lift isn't any close to someone else of like whatever weight category, but it's like, just do the work. Like, see, for me, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't post a lot of content on my workouts because honestly, when I do, it takes, I don't always have, it actually takes away from my workouts because it takes away time that I could on average, like, you know, it takes away 15 to 30 minutes that I could have spent doing other lifts. And for me, I know with my body type that I need cardio. I do. Cause that's just, my body's designed that way. If I, I can eat whatever. If I eat healthy or unhealthy, I'll look the exact same. I, I'll break out though. If I eat sugar and shit, my face just, but, um, an energy and all of that. But my point is I don't hold weight. If I had a lower protein diet, my body will hold fat. It'll hold, it'll hold muscle evenly. So I have to do cardio and that takes time. Like if I'm walking 10 K a day, which is what I do, that's, that's like two and a half hours of walking right? Pushing a stroller. So I, I know that that's going to tucker me out from an SBD, right? So it's like, I have a certain amount of time to do certain lifts and to get work done. So I go to bed at a reasonable time because that releases cortisol and it's counterproductive and all that shit mm -hmm. in terms of recovery and being able to obviously parent my children. So I don't focus on trying to get tons of videos. I want to get more videos, but at the end of the day, my training comes first. Yeah. If it distracts from your training, don't do it. And also, yep. also don't forget the Instagram highlight reel is exactly that the highlight reel. It usually doesn't show the boring work that goes around it because that's not sexy. That doesn't give you likes. We're all uh, kind of like victim to that because, you know, usually no one wants to see my boring ass abandoned work that I'm doing at the end of a workout yeah. um, and Paul totally. presses and like no one wants to see that because it's not sexy it doesn't sell and don't get caught yeah. up on everybody's highlight reel do the work that is necessary don't hesitate to oh. slow down take recovery days because that's that's where you grow that's where you improve that's where your body has the necessary rest to be able to perform high intensity again you need rest yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. And that's my whole goal this year is like, so I was going really hard with the, like with my protein shakes and everything else. And I lost some weight, but you know, I, I can't, I cannot maintain it because I got to get up at like, you know, five 30 in the morning with my kids. And when they're sick, then you get even less rest, which you know of, cause I've had some reschedule and, um, yeah, it's just, it's not realistic. And so for me, sleep is first, getting my house clean, getting my commitments as a business person completed, being a good mom and getting my workouts in and, and my walks minimum, because that, I, that actually makes a significant difference I have found. Um, but yeah, I, it's like, you know, if I have less videos, I have less videos at the end of the day, those people, like they're people, I love all my followers. I love all my friends, fans, whatever, like audience for the podcast. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, you have to take care of you. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, when you get disabled, you don't know who's going to be around. So, mm -hmm. um, 
instead of trying to please the world, just take care of your, what's the most important, which is your health and the family and people around you. Right. Like that's to me, that should be your, you know, it's always line. make make a pro and contra list of the goals and that that takes us back to what i said earlier why you're doing it and how much are you willing to pay the price for mm-hmm. the goals that you're setting and that's always yeah. at the bottom line that every athlete has to decide for themselves how much yeah. are they willing to put into their goal totally but you know what i really want to thank you for you know telling us your story and being so open and honest because you know a lot of trainers do want to just sell the quick fixes or give the pretty little fantasy story to, to get uh, clients. And I don't think that's a trainer that truly cares. So, no, you know, I don't, there, I mean, it's no quick fix out there. It's most people are sad to hear that, but there's always the answer to most questions are, it depends. You know, if somebody yeah. asked me, what should I do? I'm like, it depends. And there's no quick fix. Like, I need to see what you, I need to yeah. watch your body. All I do mm-hmm. when I first meet someone, I barely say anything to them. I just watch them and I think, and then I make notes and then I watch them again. And usually by the third time that I've watched them do different things, I have a really good understanding where they're mentally at, their physical, like their body's at. And then I go from there. And uh, most of the time it's really positive news. I say to people like, you know what? Your attitude is going to make or break whatever happens at the end of the day. Um, I can't control a norm. I'm going to try to control what you do at home because it's none of my business. But um, when you're here with me, we're going to have a positive attitude. We're going to finish what we start and we're going to adjust accordingly, even in the moment and go with it. And I always, I always fuck with their heads, right? I'll be like, you're almost done. You got one set. And then I'll throw something crazy at them and they'll do it. And they're like, I can't do that. I can't. I'm going to die. I'm like, no, you're doing it right now. I'm going to talk about it. And then if they start to get really depressed, I usually just inappropriately twerk in front of them and just start doing this. <laughs> and I'm like, also, you're becoming better at focusing on your training. So, because <laughs> you're not, I'm like, if you look, you think of how amazing you are. Look what you could accomplish at a competition. If I am twerking in front of you and shaking and shimming and you're not even flinching, look at, look at that squat depth as I'm twerking in yeah. front of you. Most you people know? underestimate themselves. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. And that's what I'm trying to say is don't underestimate yourself love yourself, focus on yourself, be positive and self-love man. At the end of the day, like whatever, mm-hmm. wherever you're at, self-love, self-respect, screw, screw to hate us. Exactly. Just, just send them an umbrella for shade or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again for being on our show. And like I said, everyone, um, if you want to jam out to the gym, to the sickest beats, you can follow us on Spotify. There's uh, two playlists. We have kind of strong cardio, which is for um, inappropriate twerking times. And, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or if you're trying to get that pump and you're going for ridiculous amounts of reps and there's also training pound strong strength. So if you need somebody to yell at you, um, and tell you to squat when you're squatting, there's that as well. And you can contribute songs to it. Um, I'm only going to delete them if they do not up my strength game. Um, but anyways, you can add to them, you can follow it. And if you're listening on google podcasts or spotify or apple please give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear give us a rating no matter what like share and uh if you want to get into contact with sandra and her coaching programs you can check out our site at sandrabradley.com you can check her on instagram she's amazing i sometimes scroll through her feed when i need some inspiration in the gym by myself (laughs) and i'm like yes mighty warrior woman (laughs) I try to channel you sometimes, you know, no big deal. Um, Do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, like, thanks again for listening to you guys. And thanks again for being on the show, Sandra. And we're always here for you. Please, like I said, comment.